my name is Shannon. I'm an adult child. Um, Clarissa, if you could give me a 10 minute and then a five minute warning. So like every five minutes, that would be great. Okay, you got it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, and also I use they, them pronouns. Um, I'm really grateful for the opportunity to be speaking at this meeting. This meeting has, um, has been the space that has really revolutionized my recovery in this program um, and the most like solution-based recovery I've, I've personally found. And so I have a lot of gratitude and also a lot of pressure I'm putting on myself given that. Um, and, and so with that, I kind of want to ground um, just like with where I'm at in terms of my uh nervousness for this share because i think that my ach rates are really coming out in this um so i have been in this program for about a year um it's not my first time in this program um but i have been working the steps actively for about six months and um i have really come to you know understand that so many parts of my life and my personality are grounded in the fact that I grew up in an alcoholic household and I don't really have control over the fact that I have certain reactions to things. And so um, the reaction that I'm having to the opportunity to be of service tonight is um, fear, self-judgment, um, a lot of um, self-doubt, I, a lot of the denial that I have about whether or not I belong in this program is coming out. And, you know, even though I've been working a pretty regular program with a sponsor and doing the steps for about six months, my brain is telling me, um, or my, my, some part of my, my heart is telling me you don't have anything to share. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm sharing that just to like, be like, yes, I belong in this program. <laughs> Um, this is the way that my, my thinking works. And um, I was in looking up um, a passage to share on. I want to speak a little bit about meditation today. Um, I was like looking up different passages about meditation and I found um, something that's not quite about meditation, but is about the way that I'm feeling um, sharing in front of everyone. And I wanted to, to share that as well. Um, so it's on page 441 of the Red Book. Um, it's like towards the middle of the page. And it says, meanwhile, other adult children are ashamed to hear their own voices because of critical parenting or, or neglect. Voice shame is common amongst us because we were not allowed to develop a voice or identity as children. For some of us, hearing our own voice as we share in an ACA meeting can create extreme self-consciousness. <laughs> we can feel our heart racing and our breathing becoming more difficult as we talk. For many of us, talking in ACA meetings is the first time we have expressed our views and thoughts to another person. Talking openly without crosstalk is new and frightening, but it represents a true step towards finding our own voice in ACA. We realize we do not have to sound refined or smooth. We can speak and be heard. Um, so just sharing that as a, a reminder for myself um, in, in this. And also in reading it, I remembered um, for the first time in a long time, some voice shame that I experienced growing up. Um, I was a very soft-spoken child uh, and um, was constantly being told that I was muttering, uh, that I wasn't speaking clearly. Um, and there was a story that my parents used to kind of jokingly tell that like when I was a baby, I would cry so quietly they couldn't hear me. 
Um, and I, th this is one of those stories that I, you know, shared kind of like jokingly to friends and jokingly shared to a therapist. And my therapist said, you know, maybe they didn't hear you because they were drunk. <laughs> and um, I, it's, it's just little things like that and little things in this, in this program that are starting to help me unlock this like mythology I have around myself and my identity. Um, I have like thought that I was just like quiet, a shy, uh, person for a really long time and, um, like would hide behind that part of myself or that perceived part of myself. And only in this program, am I starting to realize that like, that isn't, isn't like the core me. There's like something else, um, within myself that, um, isn't affected by these stories that I was told about myself by my parents. Um, okay. And with that, I want to talk a little bit about meditation. So in, in planning this qualification, I was trying to like go through all of these tools and I was like, kind of like over intellectualizing everything and thinking about, okay, what would make me like seem smart or like, I need to have my thesis ready. I need to make sure like I have all my points and I don't freeze up. And at some point I realized like, you know, you, you actually do meditate <laughs> pretty frequently. Like Five you minutes. Thank you, Clarissa. I appreciate that. Um, I actually, you actually might have something to, uh, offer here. And, um, I had the, uh, kind of wild idea about 15 minutes into obsessively looking through the book to find the right passage that I could like meditate <laughs> and that might help. And um, so that was, that was my experience. And I was able to take a step back from obsessively trying to um, control my way into being perceived by all of you in the way that I very specifically want to be perceived um, and to just kind of show up uh, in, a, in a more genuine way. Um, and then there is another passage specifically on meditation um, that I wanted to share about. Um, where is it? Um, on page 116, it says, there are many methods on med to meditation and many fine books on the subject. In ACA, we have learned to keep it simple. Many of our members find a quiet place in the morning to meditate, but any time will do. We usually sit in a relaxed, upright position for 10 minutes to an hour. The time varies for each member. Some members at the beginning of the meditation take several deep breaths and exhale slowly, repeating an affirming message in their minds. As we concentrate on our breathing and on self-love or serenity, we feel a closer connection with our higher power. We feel relaxed and safe. Practice is the key to meditation. We make a start and continue to try. Um, I, I had a hard time connecting with meditation for a really long time because uh, I thought that I had to do it perfectly and um, the advice that I received that helped me unlock it was that um, apparently there was some research that was done that your, your brain gets the same effects from a three-minute meditation as it does from a 10-minute meditation. I, I haven't seen the study. I can't confirm that. But um, what I can confirm from my own experience is that by reducing the barrier to entry on meditations, just three minutes in the morning, um, opened up space for me to try and for me to actually like create um, rhythm around it in my life. 
And what I have noticed with meditation is that um, it's, it's not about erasing my brain of thoughts. That's absolutely impossible. But it's about creating a practice of putting space between myself and what I'm thinking. And it, it creates like a, um, a relationship of observing that I, I heard someone describe it as like being on a subway platform and like you're here on the subway platform and that's like your, your self. And then the thoughts are the subway trains that are going by. And you are not the subway train. You can't control the subway train. It's going to happen. Um, but it has been creating space for me between my own identity and the, the thoughts that are going through my head. And that practice, um, I, I can feel um, when that isn't happening in my life, when I, when I haven't been meditating for a little bit, um, the the space between me and the subway <laughs> becomes a lot closer and I forget that I'm not, um, that I, I forget that I'm separate from it. Um, and for me, that's what emotional sobriety really looks like, um, is being able to step away from it. I heard someone in this meeting um, share that, um, you know, it's kind of like being on fire <laughs> when you have an emotional reaction and having that space is like not setting your house on fire as well. Um, and so meditation for me helps create a little bit more of that space and a little bit more of that peace. Um, some methods of meditation that I think are useful um, or have been useful for me uh, are like guided meditation with apps. That's been really helpful. Um, I have one in particular that I listen to that um, tells me uh, there is nothing wrong with you. And it goes on to all of these different ways that there is nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with my body. Um, that that's really important for me. That's where a lot of my, um, the shame and control from my mother came in around, um, body enforcement, uh, being told to like suck it in as like a seven-year-old, um, which is something that'll just stick with you for a while. Um, enforced femininity. <laughs> I, I was a child who like, you know, didn't want to be doing the girl stuff or the boy stuff and was very much forced into one thing. And my relationship with my mother was very much around enforcement. Um, and thank you. Um, and so I, I kind of lost my, my train of thought there. Um, getting wrapped up in, <laughs> in thinking, I, I, I tried really hard to not um, fall too much into um, talking about my parents, because I can kind of get like wrapped up into that. And something that I learned, or I'm, I'm grateful that I learned really early on in this program was um, that it it's really about a lot of the step work is about what happened um, in the past. But like, my recovery is like really about me today. Um, it's really about how I can um, move forward with a different lens and like I can't control what happened in the past um, no matter how much I try and um, a lot of my so I, I had um, tried ACA about six years ago I was um, still drinking and using I'm about three years sober now and um, in in those rooms I was 
you know, in it really re-traumatized by hearing a lot of, um, like ruminating about the specifics or parents of, the, of, of like specifically what happened in like a group setting. Um, and, and for a really long time, I moved away from ACA because I was like, I don't think that this is going to be, um, a safe space for me. Like, I don't think this is going to be a place where I can find healing. Um, but I, I'm glad that that perception, at least in the, the places that I've found myself, um, has, has been proven wrong and just like having space to be able to, um, really focus on myself. Um, I also wanted to share a little bit about, uh, journaling practice that I have. Um, I know that journaling can mean, um, some pretty specific things in this program, um, specifically around like non-dominant hand journaling. And that's, that's something that I don't personally have a lot of experience with, but I wanted to share about my experience with, um, a daily journaling, uh, practice, um, personally med uh, prayer, um, prayer out loud is really hard for me. I, um, grew up in a Catholic household. And so anything that kind of is tied to that is, it can be very difficult for me to stay present. And so, um, I have started a morning journaling, uh, uh, ritual, um, where I write down my dreams, um, and then write down like any thoughts that I might be having. That's another way that I'm able to get space between my thoughts and myself by actually writing them down and being able to see them. Um, but what's been really transformational for me has been actually writing prayers, um, and, and getting really explicit about what I'm trying to turn over to my higher power. I'm right in uh, step two right now, and I'm actively uh, reassessing my relationship with a higher power and my uh, idea of a higher power. And that can be really fuzzy, but I've learned that just by taking the steps to try to connect um, and finding what works for me. So in this case, um, journaling and like asking really specifically, like, I want you to take this, uh, you know, housing search that I'm currently in, like, please take it. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't handle it. I need my higher power to, to step in here has been, um, really rewarding for me. And, um, yeah. And, and with that, I'll also just say that like, for me, step work with the sponsor has been the way that for, for me has been incredibly helpful. Um, I think, for a lot of people, it can look a lot of different ways. And I tried to do some work with um, fellow travelers in the beginning. And um, I'm, I'm just really grateful for the opportunity to be able to like dive in really deep to like the steps in this program with the sponsor and be able to have um, that like loving and caring relationship in, in diving into this stuff and having like just such incredible trust um, I feel a lot of like trust and safety in this room as well. Um, and yeah, with that, I'm really grateful for the opportunity to be of service tonight and I'm excited to hear from all of you. Thanks.